The Memphis Grizzlies played game 82 of their regular season on Sunday afternoon. It was a pretty lackadaisical effort. Literally six guys played for the Memphis Grizzlies. One dude played all 48 minutes. So no disrespect to that basketball contest. We will discuss it, but there was a larger piece of news that broke over the weekend for Memphis Grizzlies fans that is far more relevant to at least the impending postseason. We're going to talk about that next here on Locked on Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It's playoff week, playoff week, playoff week, playoff week, playoff It's about that time, Joe. It's about that time. Playoff week. There's a parade inside my city. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies are in the postseason officially. I got the phrase right. It is a great Monday here on Lockdown Grizzlies, and we are so glad that you've chosen to make us a part of you starting your week off the right way with us here at Lockdown Grizzlies. Today's episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts each and every day here as proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can also check us out over on YouTube, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, checking us out over on our YouTube channel as well. It is appreciated. Continue to please make myself, Joe Mullinex, Grizzlies columnist over at Bluff City Media, and my wonderful co-host, Michael Cole, Grizzlies beat writer for the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee, part of your NBA playoff experience. And to Michael, it is so good to be able to say that. It is so good to see you. You know, it's that Monday after Easter. A lot of people are on spring break, coming back from trips. Maybe you're lucky and your spring break is starting. Uh, mine has concluded, but it's important to have energy, right? It's important to be excited and, and, and get jazzed up. We don't have to spend it all at one time to Michael, because as you and I both know, obviously the team doesn't play again until Sunday. So we've got lots of time and lots of things to discuss. But it's good to just take a moment to reflect and ah, they are in the playoffs once again, because for a time here in Memphis, that wasn't always guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, back to back 50 win seasons, back to back two seeds. And I think just the difference in how the seasons happened is what makes each one special. You know, last year was the kind of surprise year. This year you had high expectations, but there was the expectation that the Grizzlies were going to get jumped by certain teams, right? All these teams made these nice moves, and it's like, oh, yeah, that team's going to be above the Grizzlies. Uh, the Clippers have Kawhi back. They're going to jump above the Grizzlies. Uh, the Golden State, you know, they're going to jump above. All these teams make these moves, and lo and behold, same same spot, two seed, uh, preparing to watch two teams play in a play-in game again. So great regular season. And, of course, you know, with everything that happened during the season, whether it was injuries, off-the-court issues, everything in between, the team found a way to finish pretty much, you know, on a strong note. And it's important to try to find as much positivity in those strong notes as you can 
loss on Sunday notwithstanding. Again, we're going to talk briefly about that on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. But no disrespect to the guys that I think to Michael before we started recording, the 13 dudes that played in that game, not for the Memphis Grizzlies, not for the Oklahoma City Thunder, <laughs> 13 dudes total, total played in that game on Sunday. It was very clear that both teams were focused on other things and they had to play a basketball game. They were contractually obligated. It was like Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Um, but kudos to the guys that played, and we'll talk briefly about that. But the major news of the weekend, beyond the Grizzlies clinching the two seed on Friday night, in my opinion, because that was going to likely happen anyway, was the news that Adrian Wojnarowski broke that Steven Adams is likely out for the postseason. That is a bit of a Debbie Downer way to start our Monday episode to Michael, but I think that the weight of it makes it important for us to talk about first. We'll talk about the after effects of that, what comes out of the reality now that Steve-O likely will not return. Um, I think that it's concerning, maybe not for the long run, because you would imagine if you do a little bit of research, you see the treatment on the knee, the stem cell treatment. He should be fine long-term, but it is concerning in the short term in terms of, okay, they don't have Adams. He's the one legitimate big they have, no disrespect to Jaron Jackson Jr., but he is not Stevo, right? There are mm-hmm. different types mm-hmm. of bigs. Uh, so how do you see this Grizzlies playoff run? Not necessarily going, because again, we'll talk more about that on Thursday yeah. and Friday's show. Uh, but starting off the week of preparation, how are you feeling about where Memphis is at compared to the reality that a guy that we argued all season long is one of, if not the most important Grizzlies players is not going to be there for a playoff run in which the West is kind of wide open. Yeah, it's huge news. I mean, obviously, we've talked all season about how Steven Adams is very important to what the Grizzlies do. But here's the thing. You got to kind of reshuffle the mindset mm-hmm. here. We've known the Grizzlies over the past couple teams, I mean, past couple years, and really mm-hmm. years before Steven Adams got here as well, a dominant rebounding team. One of the best rebounding teams last year, offensive rebound, second chance points, total rebounding. This year, up until Steven Adams' injury, number one in total rebounds by two two or three boards over the number two team, tied for the top in offensive rebounding before Steven Adams got hurt. Now they fall to third and fourth, respectively, in those categories without him. So guess what? You got to understand who you are. Rebounding isn't a strength anymore. It's not going to be a strength in the postseason. That is, that is what it is. But – the old Grizzlies, as in the Grizzlies when Steven Adams was active, take that image out of your head. There's actually a chance that you can kind of reimagine this team identity-wise, and who knows? They may be as successful as they would have been with Steven Adams, but basically there is the potential to do that because, one, with Xavier Tillman Sr. in the lineup, with Jaron Jackson Jr., you get more mo- mobility, more switchability. We saw how that played a role in that Timberwolves series last year, and that helped out against guys like Carl Anthony Towns and Nas Reed. Going forward, well, what I'm saying there is we saw a couple games ago the Grizzlies started Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain alongside of John Morant, Dylan Brooks at the four, Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five. I think we could see more of that potentially going forward, right? We haven't thought of the Grizzlies as a small ball team. This is one of the teams that has one of the biggest front courts in the NBA. But how about they downsize it? Yeah, Dylan is still 6'7". He's strong. He's physical. He can hold his own uh, for the most part in those matchups, depending on who you're playing against. It's matchup-based. But 
that is something I could see them pivot more to. And if they do that, we don't know how it'll work out because we haven't seen it that much this season. In theory, the Grizzlies could be a 60-win type team with that starting lineup, and we would have no clue. Or they could be a 30-win team with that type of starting lineup, and we would have no clue. But the point is, you can't go into this postseason really thinking that, oh, uh, the Grizzlies are going to try to play the same you know, style, and they're going to try to dominate the glass, and they erase that. This is a team that needs to get up and down. They need to shoot more three-pointers. They need to take advantage of the additional spacing that you have without Steven Adams in the lineup. And they need to take advantage of having a guy like Xavier Tillman Sr. Santi Aldama can switch pretty well as well. Jaron Jackson Jr. Having those guys be able to guard threes, fours, and fives should be a big bonus as well. So you kind of just got to reimagine some things, I think. Steven Adams is probably the one player, and you could argue Jaron Jackson Jr. as well. You know, I talk a lot about, and I stole the line from the movie Moneyball. Uh, with Brad yeah. Pitt years Brad ago, Pitt, yeah. Re- replacing people in the aggregate, right? Like you in that film, if you haven't seen the movie Moneyball, they don't talk about replacing Jeremy Giambi you, or excuse me, Jason Giambi. You can't replace a Giambi. You can't replace a Johnny Damon, whatever player that is a yeah. superstar that left the Oakland A's for greener pastures, right? Can't replace those guys. You got to replicate them in the aggregate. And I talk about that a lot with the Grizzlies. I think it's a relatively smart way to build a roster. And again, Billy Beans has some success out in Oakland, all those sorts of things. Um, the analytics mindset. Steven Adams is a seven foot one New Zealand guy, right? Like he's extremely difficult to replicate in the yeah. aggregate. He's very good as a screener, very strong on the boards. We talked about all season. They're going to miss him pretty terribly. And they're going to miss the fact that him at the five being big allows for Jaron to be at the four and play more of that free safety defensive role. Like imagine if the Lakers were the spot, and we'll talk more about the Lakers and the Timberwolves on Tuesday. Um, Imagine if it was the Lakers, and you could just have Jaron defend Vanderbilt the entire time, because Vanderbilt's not an offensive threat, similar to when Vanderbilt was with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, right? Same same kind of concept. And Jaron's now the guy playing off the ball you know, or off of him and playing in the paint more or closer to the rim, help defense, that sort of thing. Um, you know, th- that, that's that gone a little bit if you go to that small ball lineup. But I think that that's one of the nice things to Michael about having this time, right? Like on a recent episode, you and I talked about, if you know, I think it was Friday's episode, you know, you're Coach Cole, I'm Coach Molinax, how we yeah. have handled mm-hmm. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was Coach Molinax, I would give these guys the next two days off, like come in for treatment if you want, but mini all-star break. I don't want to see you until Wednesday because at least then on Wednesday, they know who their opponent is, right? And they'll know, okay, we'll start practicing on Wednesday, that sort of thing, start prepping for that particular series that gets started on Sunday, um, whether it's the Lakers or the Timberwolves. And again, we'll talk about that more on uh, future episodes of Lockdown Grizzlies. It's a long week, all right? We got plenty to discuss. Oh, yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. But I, as we discuss this throughout the week to Michael, I think Mm -hmm. you're exactly right that the move is not they've, – they've done, for the sake of the regular season, Xavier Tillman is the closest thing to replicating what Steven Adams can do. And it's come with mixed success, right? There's some things that X did really well, and he deserves credit for that. But he's not Steven Adams. Right. And in the absence of Steven Adams, they have a chance, you know, like I said, about if Coach Mullinax is running things, starting Wednesday to start figuring out what that's going to look like. They probably already have ideas. And it'll be interesting to watch it play out. And obviously here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we will continue to watch it play out in the days ahead leading up to the series starting again on Sunday. That is official now. Time is still up in the air. They're waiting for the Lakers and seeing when the Lakers are going to play. 
Um, but we're still up in the air about when Memphis is going to play on Sunday. But chances are it'll be in a primetime slot if the Los Angeles oh, yeah. have anything to say about it. Uh, but we'll talk more about that, like I said, later on here on Lockdown Grizzlies. We're going to talk about the the reaction, not from fans necessarily, but from the team itself to the Stephen Adams news. Uh, fan favorite got a call up, got the bag, so to speak, or secured the bag, I should say. Another fan favorite uh, got the cut. I know you probably weren't very happy about this, DeMichael. We'll talk more about that momentarily here on Locked On Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. It is playoff time, DeMichael. And if you head over to Prize Picks, ooh, there's plenty of options for you. You could potentially take LeBron James in a play-in game on Tuesday to have more than 7.5 rebounds. Maybe you would take in a future playoff series Kevin Durant to have less than 6.5 assists, Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers made. There's all sorts of different ways that you can play prize picks. It is fun, safe, easy to do. You pick two to six players, see if they score more or less, rebound more or less, et cetera, from their prize picks projections. You can win 25 times your money on any entry. It's not competing against other people. It's just you against the projections that are available. And prize picks has almost every sport that you watch as an available pick. NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, the PGA, literally everything or just about everything. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy with safe and fast withdrawals. And they are currently operational with prize picks is in over 30 states as well as in Canada. Download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. We are talking Kenneth Lofton Jr. and Kennedy Chandler next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am your co host, Joe Molinax of Bluff City Media, SB Nation, and Fan Sided, and you know, wherever they'll essentially let me write because I'm addicted <laughs> and I can't ever stop. And I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee, beat writer for that wonderful team. So that means as practice does resume in the days ahead, the Michael will be attending. He'll have lots of good feedback to give us one of the many ways that we'll be uh, filling the week here at Lockdown Grizzlies because it's playoff time. We're not taking any days off. Days off? What's a day off? We're not doing that. We're breaking down series. We're talking, playing, tournament. We're doing all those fun things here at Lockdown Grizzlies. And we're also talking about the reaction of the Grizzlies organization to the Stephen Adams news. Stephen Adams likely out for the postseason. Brandon Clark definitely out for the postseason. That meant that they're pretty thin on the front court, right? You mentioned Dylan Brooks is a potential starting four. David Roddy has played some four in recent weeks. But it's nice to have a break in case of emergency plan, and that's Kenneth Lofton Jr., the reigning G League Rookie of the Year. He signs a four-year, $7 million contract, but the Grizzlies roster was full. That means somebody needs to get waived. That was guard Kennedy Chandler. Now, Kennedy Chandler, I know near and dear to your heart, to Michael, and we can talk about why here in a moment. Um, but Kennedy seems to me, and I tweeted about this over the weekend, he's a victim of the circumstances of the Grizzlies. I think Kennedy Chandler is a good basketball player or at least a good prospect. And there's going to be a team that picks him up and has some success potentially developing him. But they already have Tyus Jones for this playoff run. Luke Kennard can play point in a pinch. We've seen Desmond Bain obviously have some success. 
And then if you watch that Grizzlies Thunder game, first off, God bless you on Easter or whatever, <laughs> whatever gods may be, bless you that you watch that game on Easter Sunday when the Masters was on. But I digress. Um, or you could just spend time with your family, your kids. Yeah. It was probably yeah. nice weather. That, but anyway, that, that's I, better than watching the Masters. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going off on a on a track, um, on a tangent. Uh, point being, if you watch that game, Zaire Williams, our boy, who we'll talk a little bit more about later on, you know, there are guys that can potentially, in a pinch, facilitate offense. Kenny Chandler was kind of redundant. They were low on bigs. Kenneth Lofton Jr. has had a good season. I don't know that he comes in and he makes the playoff rotation, but I definitely think that he is a guy that they value in that spot, considering their current roster state. And that kind of weakens them in the short term. Don't or excuse me, that kind of weakens them in the long term to give up on Kennedy Chandler for basically nothing. It's a it's a tough spot, but you know, I, I tweeted this out. Someone sent it to me earlier uh on yesterday tweeted sent me a tweet that i tweeted out i think it was in october beginning of mm -hmm. october so this is before the season started and i said that kenneth lofton jr is going to play his he's going to play his way into a standard contract and force the hand of the grizzlies so what i meant by force the hand of the grizzlies joe was there's going to have to be an odd man out and if you look up and down the roster Pretty much all of those guys, you can make an argument on the type of impact they have for the Grizzlies right now or the impact that the Grizzlies want them to have in the future. And it, Kennedy Chandler was who the Grizzlies felt uh, was the guy that, that they got the boot, you know, in this case. Uh, I, I Like you said, I, I love the burst that Kennedy Chandler has. He, he's a speedy point guard. There's still, you know, a lot to him. I, I spent some time, you know, I talked to his his dad before the games and just talking to, you know, people, you know, around the team as well. And especially, you know, with, with people around Kennedy felt like, okay, you know, it's the more time he gets, the more comfortable he'll get. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he, he was one of the guys who he played down with the hustle, but he didn't play with the hustle as much as the other guys did. So uh, he spent a lot of time in Memphis. And with that being the case, he didn't get as many reps. He just didn't get any many rep, his reps as some of those guys. So, uh, it was a little bit different of a situation. There was some thought that the Grizzlies would kind of groom him uh, for that takeover for the Ty Jones role in potentially his third season. But now, you know, at the end of the day, this decision was part because of Kenneth Lofton Jr. and he's a good basketball player and he's probably going to be a he was going to be a restricted free agent and and you know some team probably would have forced the hand of the Grizzlies for real, but. Also, uh, they lack depth now in the front court, and it had to be addressed. Uh, Steven Adams, you mentioned, possibly being out. Uh, Brandon Clark is out. Uh, Santi Aldama is still hasn't played since that that elbow injury. You know he suffered. He missed he missed uh, the last two games. Two games ago, it was very we knew he would miss that game. But the last game, maybe it just was because the Grizzlies want to get more rest. But at the end of the day, you haven't seen him either. So. Uh, right now, Xavier Tillman, Jaron Jackson Jr., potentially Santi, and that's your that's your your guys because then you're going small after that. You get Dylan some minutes there, David Roddy some minutes, and so I, I don't think that Kenneth Lofton Jr. will be in the immediate rotation. But he gives you that option if someone goes down, you want to be able to have another big body because we're talking about the Timberwolves and the Lakers, right? There's a chance you could see Anthony Davis on one side, and there's a chance you could see Carl Anthony Towns 
And even with Rudy Gobert, there's a chance you have to deal with his rebounding prowess. Mm. So you need size against both of those opponents. You're dealing with Rudy Gobert's reach if he wants to oh. punch you in the face. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or or Kyle out. Anderson. Goodness gracious. Uh, slow-mo. He moved quickly there, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I agree with you. I think that what I liked best about this move and you could tell everybody the real reason why you're sad that Kennedy Chandler got waived now if you want. Okay, fine. He's a Vol. There you it's, go. It's, All right. That's right. It's not fair to see Vols get treated like this in Memphis. Yes. No. There you go. S- sad right. for old Rocky Top. Um, I appreciate that. that. Now the show can move on with trust and honesty. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just giving the Michael a hard time. Um, the, the thing that I liked best about it, because you know Tristan Thompson was signed by the Lakers on this last day where they were able to sign guys for the playoff run. Yeah. Um you know, Dwight Howard, I forget where Taiwan or Singapore, wherever he was playing basketball this yeah. season. But Dwight Howard is still a large human being, right? And we talk about Steven Adams not saying Steven Adams is clearly better than Dwight Howard at this point. We're talking about large human beings, right? Large human beings existed outside of the Grizzlies organization that they could have, in theory, signed. Yeah. They chose not to. They reward a young man who, like you said, was going to be a restricted free agent who did a lot of good work for them this year. There's still some things that he could do better. I, I, you know, this is kind of ironic coming from me. A little bit more lean, maybe is the best way to put it. Um, but I, I think that that would help some of his defensive issues because there are significant defensive issues. Yeah. But what he provides as a bigger body is good scoring. He's a strong rebounder. And again, if he's the fourth big or fifth big, if you want to count a combination of Brooks and Roddy as the fourth big, then I think that it was smart to bring him in because in the short term, Kennedy Chandler is not helping you this postseason. It is far more likely given the current state of the Grizzlies roster that Kenneth Lofton Jr. is going to help you this postseason than Kennedy Chandler. So on a smaller scale, when compared to like the Luke Kennard trade, this is another example of I've I've criticized this front office numerous times about not making moves that sacrifice the short term or excuse me, sacrifice the long-term for the benefit of the short-term. This is another example of that to me. Again, Kennedy Chandler is not a bad basketball prospect. He's still going to be in the NBA soon, right? Somebody's going to pick him up eventually. And he's going to develop and potentially be a good NBA rotation player. Memphis gave him the money they gave him on that second-round pick deal. I think it was the most guaranteed money in the history of the NBA for a second-round pick. That wasn't by accident, right? Like, they did it with a purpose. They are acknowledging what their current status is, and they are making the choice to give this team, John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, on the way down, the best chance to compete in the Western Conference. And, you know, that's more so rewarding a guy that's been in your system and knows your stuff compared to some, you know, former NBA player on the street currently. So kudos to the Grizzlies for that, and kudos to them for a really strong game on Sunday, even though they didn't win. Only six guys played. One of them that played really well, DeMichael, you bet your tail that DeMichael Mm. Cole and I are going to end this episode of Locked On Grizzlies talking about our boy. I can say that, right? I can put those words in your mouth. Our boy. We're going to talk about him next here on Locked On Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Ultimate Pro GM and or Pro Basketball GM. Excuse me. This game is addictive. I don't know if you've tried this game or not. It is extremely fun. We uh, over at Locked On NBA, we have a DM chat thread 
and guys are talking about how great this game is. Hosts are talking about it. I thought I could be a great NBA GM, but it turns out it's not that easy. And you can find that out for yourself, managing your own basketball franchise, going to Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. It's a game that lets you manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, like dealing with personalities, hiring coaches and assistants, trading players, training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, and the ups and downs of multiple seasons. It's all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. You can play as you go. And as you want, when you want to. Locked on Grizzlies listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just go visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com, Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. Zaire Williams will close out our Monday episode next here on Locked On Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am your co-host, Joe Monax, joined by my co-host, DeMichael Cole. I write over at Bluff City Media. I have a piece talking about trying to maximize the, the three Grizzly Kings that are Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, and Desmond Bain. You can check out all the great work that DeMichael does over at the Commercial Appeal fantastic writer. I don't just say that because he's my partner. I enjoyed his work before we became partners on Lockdown Grizzlies. He does a tremendous job covering over with the CA. So if you're not following and subscribe to him, if you're not following and subscribe to Bluff City Media, you're not as ready for the NBA playoffs as you could be. So please check out our Twitters. You can get all the information for all of our work and all that we do uh, over on our Twitter pages. Uh, to Michael, our boy, Zaire Williams. Who would have thunk it to Michael, right? <laughs> Mind blown. And, and context matters. The Thunder played a lot of guys that aren't going to play in the yeah. play-in coming up. Yeah. But that, that's either here or there. Zaire Williams gets a chance to play, gets a chance to play on the ball, create some shots for himself and mm -hmm. for others. And look at what happens. Zaire Williams plays well. So to Michael, I'm going to, I'm going to riddle you this, my dear yeah. friend. We talk about guys that could potentially fill that void, right? Mm -hmm. Is it is it too early to write off playoff Zaire Williams? Ah, you you set me up for this one. Ooh. You said you set me up, Joe. Well, absolutely not. Yes, absolutely that's not. What and I was I, hoping you'd say. And, and I and I want the people to because you know, yes, it's been a bad season for Zaire Williams. I I'm said a bunch of times, Joe, is he calling him our boy? Because we both had high expectations for Zaire Williams coming into the season. Absolutely. I, I definitely I, did. My expectations were that this season would catapult him into potentially being the starting small forward on this team in year 100%. three. And uh, that's that's not the case. So <laughs> no, it's <not. laughs> it's, that's just that's just not the case. But Correct. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, the potential – like for him to have that type of role in the NBA, start small forward or potentially even with the Grizzlies, the potential for that to happen is still there. And in this last game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, we saw why. I wasn't looking at that game to see who was guarding him, Joe. I wasn't looking at that game to see his numbers, even though 24 points, nine assists uh, will tell part of the story of, of what I was looking for. Yeah, not too shabby, right? But the thing about Zaire Williams is – he, we talk about it. He has to get played to his strengths. And Joe, what it, we, we talk about that mid-range jumper all the time, don't we? And you watch the game, 
He's getting he's in, he's playing in the pick and roll as a ball handler. As that's how he's getting nine assists. Nice dump offs to Kenny Lofton Jr. and other players as well. He's getting downhill to the basket. Uh, he pulled up for the mid range jumper on the elbow a couple times at the free throw line, even in the corner, short corner over there. So like. He put his game on display. And a lot of those shots that he was taking were shots we don't see him take often with John Morant and Desmond Bain and those type guys on the court. We saw it in summer league. You saw the good. We've seen it in stretches. You know, there was the time in preseason when he was playing before the season, uh, before he, you know, missed the beginning of the season. We saw some of those shots. And the Grizzlies kind of made it a thing, right? They were talking about wanting to get him the ball you know, more as a ball handler and putting him in those situations. But this game, this last game really showcased that. And getting back to the point of playoffs, Zaire Williams, uh, think about it is you got at the bottom of your wing rotation right now, you're, you're talking about Luke Kennard's going to come off the bench. You know, that's money. Uh, outside of him, you're dangling John Conchar and David Roddy. And I don't think there's a consistent answer there David Roddy is your he's your more productive player don't get me wrong here at all when I say not a consistent answer uh David Roddy is definitely you know very capable of of you know I like his defensive versatility I like what he can bring to the game you know running the floor offensively he's not afraid to shoot the basketball uh and and then John Conchart does some nice things as well but what Zaire Williams can do is he's just straight up he straight up has a lot of talent this is a five-star recruit. That mid-range jumper is money. Uh, and when he gets comfortable, he can do some of those things from the three-point line. But defensively, he has that ability to, again, I'm going to use the two teams in, in here, the Timberwolves and uh, the Timberwolves and the Lakers. The Timberwolves have uh, Jalen Norrell coming off the bench, terrific shooter, catch-and-shoot guy is going to move around a lot. Uh, Malik Beasley, who Grizzlies fans are familiar with from last season, playing with the Timberwolves. He's with the Lakers now. Another guy who's going to move around a lot and shoot three-pointers. If you don't have mobile guys uh, who can move defensively, and it helps to have a guy like Zaire, who's 6'8", 6'9", with the long arms, those are the matchups he's kind of best suited for. So I can see, it, it, you know, like last season, when Carl Anthony Towns is lighting up the Grizzlies and they turn to Xavier Tillman Sr., I don't know where I can see a guy like Zaire if Malik Beasley's having a big game and you just throw him out there and he kind of changes the game. That's something I definitely could see, Joe. I tweeted out that I think that the ro playoff rotation should be Ja, Bain, Brooks, Jaron X as your starters. I could be talked into Jaron, like the small ball thing we discussed. You don't, you, you don't want to. You don't want to put your 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 guy Luke in this. We have a long week here. We okay, have a long okay, week. Okay, you could okay. probably talk me into that by Friday. All right. Um, all right. Against the Timberwolves with Gobert and Cat, that terrifies. No, me. Oh, no, oh, no, I'm no, waiting no. to see who the Grizzlies actually <laughs> yeah. play. Um, so anyway, uh. And then you've got Tyus Jones, obviously, Luke Kennard, obviously, uh, David Roddy. I think has earned that spot given for sure. How he's played the season, and Santi Aldama too. To be honest with you, I think those are obviously you'd rather Stephen Adams be there, you'd rather Brandon Clark be there. But in the absence of those two guys, I think those are your best nine, and I think that's pretty much a lock in my opinion. Your tenth before Sunday because I thought they were going to shut down Zaire. To be honest with you. Uh, I tweeted Conchar being your mop up eight to 10 minutes. Cause again, in the playoffs, you're probably playing nine guys. Um, Conchar would be your mop up guy, foul trouble, whatever the case might be. 
Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be Zaire. I think Zaire oh. needs to be number 10. If Zaire's oh, not oh, getting for Conchar is what you let's let's be for clear. Conchar, oh, correct. Right. Okay. The other nine, I think, have earned the opportunity to show they can play at that level. Um, yes, I would go Zaire over Conchar, which shouldn't surprise anybody if you've been following Lockdown Grizzlies. Uh, <laughs> but for the exact reasons you said, you know, if he is healthy, if he's cleared and good to go, he has a higher ceiling than John Conchar. John Conchar knows what to do. He's not going to make a ton of mistakes. He's steady. But Zaire raises your ceiling, right? He gives you a higher probability of production from that wing spot in an 8- to 10-minute stretch. So I think he'd be my 10th man in the rotation moving forward. Again, I thought they were going to shut him down, right? Like it just kind of skate. They gave off that vibe that he was going to get shut down. But he goes out and he plays really well on Sunday. And again, it was against the Thunder's summer league team, basically. Yeah. Uh, but it was still an impressive showing, and it was worth noting since, you know, we, we've taken some heat for our Zaire takes this year. Oh, yeah. Um, or at least I have. I can't speak for you on that, I suppose. Um, but he looked good on Sunday. And again, we have a long week ahead of us here. Maybe he has some good practices and gets back in Coach Jenkins' good graces. Thanks for making Lockdown Grizzlies your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. DeMichael, tomorrow's episode is a spicy meatball. It is a juicy Tuesday edition of Locked On Grizzlies because not only are we going to have the Minnesota Timberwolves that we can preview, not only are we going to have the Los Angeles Lakers that we can preview going into the big Tuesday night showdown for those two teams, we are also going to have the results of the Locked On NBA Network polling for end-of-season awards. And that's what we're going to lead off tomorrow with because we're either going to be celebrating the genius that is our fellow hosts on the Locked On Podcast Network, choosing Jaron Jackson Jr. as the Defensive Player of the Year, or for everybody that loves hearing me ramble and yell for 10 oh, or 12 it's minutes, coming. It's coming. I will be furious with said hosts if Jaron Jackson Jr. is not the award winner. And, of course, we can talk about other awards as well. It's going to be a fun Tuesday episode, Michael. Yeah, I'm yeah, jazzed either, up for it. Either, either I'm going to be – Probably, you know, in agreement with you here, or I'm gonna have to uh, change my roles from from co-host mm. to comforter, uh, depending on <laughs> your reaction. So I'm prepared for either one, but but yeah, a lot of a lot of ballots, you know, a lot of award candidates on this Grizzlies team. Mm. Uh, let's in the Grizzlies are promoting, you know, they since I have a, a ballot with the NBA, uh, the Grizzlies are promoting Tyus Jones as well as a candidate for Sixth Man of the Year. So uh, a, a lot of, you know, a lot of other candidates here on this team. You got Dylan Brooks, all defensive, potentially. Yeah. Uh, we know about Ja and everything and the there. NBA stuff, the literal yeah. $40 million question. Oh, it's a lot of money on the line. So <laughs> uh, we'll see if the locked on hosts uh, care about John Morant's pockets any uh, or whatnot. But, yeah, uh, excited to talk about that. A juicy Tuesday edition. Make sure that you are with DeMichael and I for Tuesday's episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Thank you so much for being here for our Monday installment. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, liking, and commenting over on YouTube. It is much appreciated. We are going to have a show every week, every day this week. Mm -hmm. The Grizzlies aren't playing, but we're talking play-in. We're talking playoffs. 
DeMichael and I are going to have a ton of content. Uh, DeMichael over at the Commercial Appeal, myself at Bluff City Media. As I like to say, I, I load up the old mule. I'm ready to go to work. I'm fired up. I'm excited. We're going to have a ton to talk about, so stick with us. And tell your friends to go check out Locked On Grizzlies on YouTube or wherever they get podcasts. Come along with us for the ride here as we get ready for Game 1 in Memphis on Sunday. I'm jacked up. You should be, too. It's going to be a great week here at Locked On Grizzlies. For DeMichael, I am Joe. Until Tuesday, stay locked in. This is Locked On Grizzlies. Have a great rest of your day.